New people live a new life. Now, you ever bought a new car? What do you notice when you sit inside? The new car smell. Alright? Yeah. And so, it lasts for a while. And then, eventually you see little uh, things hanging from the rearview mirror to cover up the smells that are now taking over the car. Okay, the new smell, uh, the new car smell, it kind of disappears after a while. Now, God wants our lives to have kind of like the new car smell. What am I talking about? Well, He wants our lives to be fresh. He, he wants our lives to be fresh. He does. He, he wants us to walk in a newness of Him every day. You know, He doesn't want the old car smell. God's into new. He's into new. He is. Man, it's a new covenant. He's into new. His mercies are new every day. Yeah, he, he's, he's into new. I want to just start the message off. It's not really my text, but when you go to the book of Revelation, we're going to go to chapter 1. Just briefly, I'm going to be reading through it. But God is into things being new. And so, as I read through this passage, Revelation 21, I'll start with verse 3. When the word new comes uh, comes into this passage, I'm just going to point to you, and you're going to say the word new. All right, so trial run. New. Somebody was too fast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you got it. Okay, so let me read this. Now, the, uh, the Apostle John is trying to describe these things that he is seeing, these, these visions. And some of them are, are pretty hard to describe. But he's doing the best he can with the vernacular that he has. And this is what he sees. Then I saw a... New heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men. Can you, that's, the day is coming. I mean, by faith we're walking with God, but the day is coming when God is just with us. You know, and we just see it. And, and Anyway, that's coming. Now the dwelling of God is with men, and He will live with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. Listen to this, verse 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. That's coming. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. God is into making things new. Now today I want to talk about new people living a new life. So let me pray. I just want to pray, then we'll move on. Father, I ask that you just help me to share these things from your word. God, it's your word that matters. My word does not matter, but your word does. Help me to share the things that are in your word. 
Father, may they be an encouragement and a strength to people today. And Lord, may your will be worked out even greater in our lives as we allow your word and your spirit to work in us. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The first point that I want to go through, you are a new creation. A new creation. Every believer has experienced a new birth. Right? Someone who has repented, or they say, you know what, I'm no longer going my own way, I'm no longer doing my own thing, I'm turning from that, I'm turning from enjoying sin, and I'm turning to God, and I'm going to give my life to Him, I'm going to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior, I will receive His forgiveness, His Spirit. Scripture says, that person is born new. Amen? It says that. 1 Peter 1.3. It's on the screen. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy. The mercy of God. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth. Into a living hope. Jesus is our hope. He is alive. He's working in our lives. A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus said, well, he told Nicodemus, he said, you got to be born again to even enter into the kingdom of heaven. I mean, you just have to be. There is a new birth. God's Spirit comes into us. Every believer is a new creation. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's what it says. We'll take a look there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, and when you become a Christian, there's this union. You are united with Christ in His death, and you are united in His resurrection. You're one. You're in Christ, and He is in you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He is a new what? Creation. Creation. Made by God. A new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ. And it goes on, I'm just stopping there. Reconciled means brought back into a right relationship, restored to a right relationship. Because of God's mercy and all that He's done, we can be restored to a right relationship with Him. And it's awesome. A new creation in Him. Christians never stop being new creations. Okay? I don't see anywhere in Scripture where it says that we turn into slightly used creations. You know? I just haven't seen it. It, I don't even see in there where it says you've now become a senior creation. Okay? Can't believe it. Went to a restaurant yesterday and I got the senior discount. And I didn't ask for it. Lori says, Mike, we're self-deceived. We think we look younger than we actually do. (laughs) But let me tell you, I am a new creation. I am not even getting anywhere near approaching senior creation stuff, okay? There is no elderly creation. You're a new creation. 
You're a new creation every day. New. It's new. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't have like a main text. We're kind of all over the board today. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. The Apostle Paul says this. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. A new creation. Now, I just have to talk about this verse a little bit. He said, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, at the cross, the sin problem was dealt with. All the records of my sins, and they had been written down. All the records of my sins had been dealt with on the cross. Man, I will boast in the cross. Jesus died for me. I got to read Colossians. It's, it won't be on the screen, but it's Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Listen to this. It's talking about the cross. He, God, canceled the record that contained the charges against us. Everything that had been recorded and written down, Mike did this, Mike did this, Mike thought this, Mike did this. This was in Mike's heart. All of those things were written down. Recorded. And Satan would take that list and accuse me. This is what he is. He is a sinner. You know, he would accuse me. But listen. He canceled, God canceled the record that contained the charges against us. He took it and destroyed it by nailing it to the cross. It's gone. It's gone. But it gets better. In this way, God disarmed the evil rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross of Christ. So all of those things that were written down that were true, that I had done, God took them from Satan. Satan would use those things to shame me, just like he does with you guys. He will try to bring shame on your life and remind you of things and he'll try to shame you. And and God took them, nailed them to the cross where Jesus died, disarmed Satan, and publicly shamed Satan instead of us being the ones that were publicly shamed. I tell you what, the gospel is good news. It's good news. We are a new creation. See, I'm more than a sinner saved by grace. I don't call myself a sinner anymore. I'm a new creation. I am a new creation. Still deal with sin issues. God helps me. We overcome. We grow. But I am a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. And that is to the glory of God. Let me tell you that. So, you are a new creation. So, let's get to the next point. Now, let's live the new life. Let's live the new life. This message would have been easier for me to preach on Friday. Because yesterday, 
I reverted back to the old life for a little bit. So it's a little tougher today. I kind of got a little carnal yesterday and you don't need to know what it was. <laughs> Guess I'm not perfect yet. But anyway, God is working. Now let's live the new life. The, the baptismal service we just had today, that is a picture of what Jesus has done. Okay? Um, Jesus died for our sins and we're united with Christ through faith in Him. And when we're put under the water, we're dying with Christ to sin, just like He died for the sins of the world. And we're raised up with Christ, just like He was raised from the dead. We're raised from spiritual death into a spiritual life. We're, we're born again. We're new. We're joined in Him with His resurrection. So let's read Romans 6, verse 4. We were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. It doesn't say just live life. It is a new life. It's new. If we have been united with Christ like this in His death, we will certainly also be united with Him in His resurrection. Let's go to verse 6. <clears throat> For we know that our old self was crucified with Him. What's the old self? The old self is the person without Jesus. Okay? That's the when the old nature, the carnal nature, dominated your life. You were spiritually dead. That is the old self. And it says, For we know that our old self was crucified with Him, with Christ, so that the body of sin might be done away with. What's the body of sin? That's this thing right here. This body did a lot of sinning. And it was compelled to. I was spiritually dead. And this old nature, it would hear the law of God and then it would just drive me to break the law of God. That old nature. And my body became a body that sinned. But now that's been changed. So that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. In this new life, we're not slaves to sin anymore. Yes, we can still be tempted. Yes, we need to grow and overcome things. But we're not a slave. We're not a slave. We grow stronger. We overcome. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. I've never been to a funeral where there was if we pretend this is a casket, there was a casket there. I've never been in a funeral and partway through, the body sits up and starts cussing at me. It's never happened. And when you're dead, you're done with sin. Okay? You're done. And, and God is saying, you need to understand, you died with my son Jesus. You're done to being mastered by sin and pulled all over the place by sin. You're done to that. You've been raised to a new life with my spirit in you to help you. Let's go to verse 8. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. And that's talking about now in this life. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, He cannot die again. Jesus will never die again. He's overcome death. 
For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. One time, and it was for everybody. That's amazing. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Jesus, the life that he was raised to again, he's just living for God. Now look, it addresses us in verse 11. In the same way, count yourself. Reckon yourself. See yourself. See it this way. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. But alive to God in Christ Jesus. God says, you're a new creation and now there's a new way of living. You don't see yourself as just a sinner and praise God the blood of Jesus cleanses you, which I'm very thankful for. He said, no, see yourself dead to sin and alive to God. You're now living for God, not for sin. It's a new way. Let's go to verse... um, Oh, verse 14 was there. Excuse me. I'm skipping a couple verses. For sin shall not be your master... If anybody in here is struggling with sin, there's some things that have got a hold of your life, and you've received Jesus as your Savior, you want to walk with Him, but you're struggling with things, let me tell you, God will help you overcome. He will. Okay? Don't give up hope. He will. For sin shall not be your master, because you're not under law. What does that mean? Under the old covenant, it was trying to keep the law to be made righteous. But the law didn't give you the power to overcome temptation. The law said, this is the righteous standard. And our old nature would say, well, I kind of want to break that one. And it would cause us to break the laws. Being under the law leads to death. Even as Christians, our focus is not keep the law, keep the law, keep the law. That's not our focus. Yes, we do live a righteous life. For sin shall not be your master because you're not under law. You're not under that old covenant. You're not under, under that condemnation that comes there. But you're under grace. What's that mean? The favor of God is on your life. He put His Spirit in you. His Spirit will help you overcome. You're not under law. You're under grace. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death, it says. That's what it says. So, let's, let's live the new life. Amen. It's a day-by-day thing. I, I understand that. Well, let's go to Ephesians. Let's hit every book in the Bible, man. Let's just do it all. It tells us that we put off the old life and we put on the new life. Okay? I'm not a real complicated person. So if it says put off the old life, I think, okay, so we're just supposed to put off the old life. Some people are very analytical and they want to know all of the stuff and I'm just, ah, let's just put it off. It's good enough. So you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Look back before you knew Jesus and what you were. Say, that's not who you are anymore. And that carnal nature that mastered you, 
Don't let it master you any longer. Put it off. Put it off. Put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Your old nature will never be rehabilitated. Your old nature will never become nicer. Your old nature still doesn't want to follow God. Your old nature might be okay with a little religion, but it does not want to be submitted to God. You just have to kill the old nature. You can't rehabilitate it. Put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. There's this renewal in the way you think. There's a renewal in your attitude towards life and why you're living it. There's a renewal that happens. God's Spirit does that. God's Spirit takes God's Word and causes things to become new to us. Made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So... I will try to illustrate this. It's kind of limited, but let's just say that uh, that this coat is my old nature, my carnal nature, uh, and we'll say that this coat is my new nature. So, let's say I've received Jesus as my Savior, have a new nature, His Spirit is in me, and I'm just driving down Seward Highway, praising Jesus. Not texting, because we don't text while we're going down the highway. You can pray and still be safe. Jesus, I love you. You're awesome. Thank you for all the things you're doing. I thank you for a new life, Jesus. And then somebody cuts in front of you. And you've got to hit the brakes. I mean, it was close. What do you do? What do you do? Jesus, just a second. What the blankety blank are you doing? What are you doing? I don't need a blanker. I'll signal with my finger. Okay, I feel better. All right. Jesus, you're just awesome. Thank you for this new life. I just thank you, Jesus. That's what some of us do. And, and God just says, listen, put off the old self. Stop putting it back on. Put off the old self. Put on the new. I thought of all sorts of examples, but you, you get it, okay? Yesterday, for a little while, I put on the other jacket. And I felt bad. And I repented. I said I was sorry. Don't ask if it was Lori. Just don't ask anything. I'm not saying it was. But just don't ask anything. Okay? Jesus is telling you it's really none of your business. Okay? But I'm just letting you know. I realized, okay, you know, it was not the right attitude. But you know what? Put on the new self again. I say, okay, Lord, tell me to keep this on a little longer. Jesus, I really want to follow you. And I want to have a right attitude. And I want to have a right spirit. The scriptures never said God would take off the old self 
And God would put the new self on you. God has given you a new life. He's put His Spirit in you. But He says, now you're my kids. I want you to willfully live in a way where you're putting off the old self. You're going to need my help. You can't do it on your own. But you've got to decide you want to put it off. And put on the new nature. And you know, sometimes it's like you're, you're changing clothes a lot. But with God working in our lives over time, it happens less and less. To where we're pretty consistently staying in the new nature. Okay? That's God. We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's, he's working that out in our lives. He is. If Satan tries to condemn you because you're, you're changing clothes way too often, you know, just ask God to forgive you. Don't listen to the condemnation. Receive the forgiveness. Receive the forgiveness. And then put on the right coat again. Okay, and just start off. Okay. It's too warm for this. <laughs> okay. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Do not lie to each other. That's the old way of living. Don't do that anymore. You'll still be tempted to lie. Just, God help me not to. Okay? Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge. Your thinking is changing. Your understanding is changing. And you're becoming more the image of your Creator. That's the plan of God. That's what He does in our lives. You are a new creation. Now let's live the new life. Let's live the new life. And the last point is this. Let's serve God in the new way. And there's... I have to read a few verses here to get through this, but... We now have a new way of serving God. And it is not by trying to keep the law. And I know I could get myself in trouble by saying that. But that is not the new way of serving God. By trying really hard to keep the law. That is not the new way of serving God. Okay, let's just read some scripture. We're done trying to be righteous through our good deeds. Okay, we're done with that. Romans 7. Oh, you already have it. Starting with verse 4. So, my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. What in the world is he saying? This covenant of keeping God's law in order to be made righteous, we're done with that. We've died to the law. So, my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ that you might belong to another. We don't belong to the law anymore. Who do we belong to? We belong to Jesus. That's the focus. We belong to Jesus. We're not married to the law. We're married to Christ. That you might belong to another, to Him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit to God. See, this new life where we see ourselves as belonging to Jesus, that's the life that bears the fruit. The life that focuses really hard on trying to keep the law doesn't bear the fruit. 
For when we were controlled by the sinful nature, it's talking about before we were born again, when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies so that we bore fruit to death. We knew what the law said. It tempted us. We broke the law in areas you know, in sin and death. You know, that's, that's the result. But let's look at this next verse. But now, by dying to what once bound us, it's not talking about sin there. It's talking about the law. But now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in a new way. You've got to get this part because this is like the clincher to everything. What is the new way of serving God according to this verse? And it's right up there. The Spirit. The new way of serving God is learning how to be submitted to the Holy Spirit. Learning how to depend on the Holy Spirit. Even being filled with the Holy Spirit. But now by dying to what once bound us, we've been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Okay? The law is holy. The law is good. The law directs us to Jesus. But once we've come to Jesus, the new life is a life of living by the Spirit. And we need to learn to do that. The more the Holy Spirit is in charge of our lives, the more fruit comes from our lives. Walking with God isn't just trying really hard in your own strength. It's learning to be dependent on the Holy Spirit's help. And the Holy Spirit is not some spooky thing. He speaks to us all the time. He does. You're not necessarily hearing voices, but these thoughts that come to us a lot of times and things that we're reminded of, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Well, let's look at some verses. We now serve in the new way of the Spirit. Let's just look at this. The Galatians... They'd started off really good in their Christian life, but then they wanted to go back to the law and circumcision and stuff, along with trusting in Jesus. And Paul said, Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, this whole new life began with the Spirit. God's... Listen. The only reason that we're righteous at all is because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. That is the only reason we're righteous. And the only reason that we can become more like Jesus as we walk in this life is because His Spirit took us from death to spiritual life. And His Spirit is enabling us to become more like our Father. It's the Holy Spirit. Are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit? Are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? We don't want to do that. Let's go to Galatians 5.16. So I say, live by the Spirit. This is not written to pastors. This is not written to people who have doctorates in theology. This is written to people. Just people. And he says this. So I say, live by the Spirit. Learn to live this life where you're submitting yourself to the Holy Spirit, you're listening, you're obeying. If you will do that, live by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. 
Those are God's words. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to walk in the Spirit. That's not a spooky thing. That's not a spooky thing. It's just that He leads us. Let's, let's not make it just like prophecy or something, okay? You know what the Holy Spirit will say? If we will listen, do you know what the Holy Spirit will say? He'll say, get into God's Word today. And I'll speak to you. And I'll teach you. That's what the Holy Spirit will say. And then when we're about ready to say something to our spouse, the Holy Spirit, if we will listen, He'll say, just hold that. (laughs) It's the difference between things just getting better or listening for another hour. Just hold that thought. The Holy Spirit is in our lives. But some of us, we get so busy with life and we're so used to just doing everything ourselves and making all our own decisions, we don't listen. But it's the life of the Spirit that gives us victory. Okay, And again, it's not some spooky thing. Romans 8, 6, oh, they're all up there. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit, God says our minds can actually be controlled by the Holy Spirit if we will let Him. What's the result? The mind controlled by the Spirit is life. You want life? Let your mind be controlled by the Spirit. You want peace? Let your mind be controlled by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not say, you need to worry a little harder. The Holy Spirit won't say that. The Holy Spirit will say, trust God. Cast your cares on Him. He cares for you. The Holy Spirit, He will lead us to peace. He will. And it's a process. Yesterday, I kind of fell off the tracks a little bit. But I got back on. We're back on. Romans 8.13 For if we live according to the sinful nature, we'll die. The old nature, sin and death, will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Look at the next part. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. So, when you're about ready to say something that you know you shouldn't say, you know it doesn't line up with Scripture, you know it doesn't line up with the will of God, and you're about ready to say it, and the Holy Spirit says, just hold that. Then learning to live by the Spirit is saying, okay, okay, I will. Help me. That's a life of the Spirit. We can do that. That's the way God intended for His sons and daughters to live. He put His Spirit in you to raise you to a new life and His Spirit comforts us, teaches us, encourages us, strengthens us, leads us closer to Jesus all the time. The Holy Spirit is not looking for the glory. He's always leading us to Jesus. It's an awesome life. You're a new creation. Let's live the new life. But we're serving God in a new way. It's by His Spirit. Dependence on Him and His Spirit. There was something that happened. Um, well, Lori shared this with me last week. She and her mom were in a restaurant eating. And Lori was there. And while she was, I don't know if she was eating at the time, but anyway, while she was there, this impression came out of nowhere. Tell your waitress that Jesus 
loves her. I mean, this just came out of nowhere. It was probably the devil, right? No, I don't think the devil is telling us to do things like that. And so she's like, man, that's, uh, that's God. And, uh, and she told her mom, she said, man, I, I think the Lord just told me. And a lot of times we say the Lord said, but it's His Spirit that's saying that. But, you know, Holy Spirit is God also, so we don't need to get all caught up on all those things. So anyway, I, I think the Lord just told me to tell the waitress that Jesus loves her. If I get the story wrong, you do have, you can correct me, okay? Because... So, so anyway, it's getting towards the end now, and Lori hasn't said anything yet. And the waitress comes back, and so Louita, Lori's mom, says, She's got something to tell you. <laughs> the Holy Spirit and Louita together are an awesome team. What's that? It was just a, a little, it was towards the beginning. It was towards the beginning? Yeah. Oh, that, that she said... Something, you got something, and then fine. Did you tell her at that time? Then, okay. So, Lori said, "You know, you you say what you said. I don't want to say your words. What did you say?" I just said, "I really this might be a little odd to you, but I really feel like the Lord wants me to know that Jesus loves you." And so, so she shared that, and the woman. She said, "You don't know." We live a life of being led by the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? We we live a life of being led by the Spirit. I don't you don't know what was in, going on in that woman's life, but you said that she almost had tears in her eyes and said, "You have no idea how much I needed to hear that." So. Listen, God wants to lead us in this new life. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. You're not, you're not a you know, partly used, semi-used... No, you are a new creation every day. And you are a new person living a new life every day. And we serve God in the new way of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now, I need the Holy Spirit desperately to show me how to end this service right now. <laughs> Because I was praying and I never got clear direction. So it will come as Pastor Zach comes up and leads worship. Uh, the worship team, yes, come on up here. It's coming. Direction is coming.